0: Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Each week, we will take you inside the brightest minds of the most highly regarded executives in the world of enterprise level revenue operations, marketing and sales with a focus on the future while creating successful wins today. Now here's your host, Justin Michael.
1: Welcome back to Vendor Neutral in the Neutral Zone, Quantum Leap, and I'm your host, Justin Michael. Today, we have a special guest, Brandon Fluharty, who is a sales leader at LivePerson. How are you doing today, Brandon?
0: Hey, Justin. Doing well. Well,
1: it's great meeting you, and I'm a big fan of LivePerson because I've been telling reps that they got to sit on the front of their website um, and capture some of these inbound leads. Uh, for many years, but I know there's a lot more you're doing than that. And so I really wanted to interview you about kind of the future of enterprise selling and some of the tech stack stuff. Um, What's on your mind today? Yeah.
0: So actually we're in a completely different environment as enterprise strategic sellers. Uh, We've been sort of forced in this remote first remote only environment. I think many enterprise sellers out there were accustomed as I was uh, you know, about a year ago, we were fine hopping on a plane to go visit uh, a prospect or, or a client and, you know, hop on a plane to go across the country and spend an hour with, with them in face-to-face. Uh, we've all lost that face-to-face interaction. So I think it's forced us to sort of reevaluate our technology, our relationship with technology, and, and how we can continue to stay connected with our, our prospects and clients. So that's sort of top of mind for me. It's kind of going through that shift
1: makes sense. And so selling in the enterprise remotely, the first big fear is we can't connect maybe at the event or the conference. Some, what are some of the techniques for really still deepening that relationship with decision makers, be they C-level or influencers in this fully remote environment? What are some tactics and tips that you have for listeners?
0: Um, one, I think, video has become sort of critical. It was sort of played with before, but I think it's become critical in the sales motions of, you know, enterprise and strategic sellers. Uh, so, you know, whether that's a connection over LinkedIn, email, prepping for a meeting, post meeting, kind of using the likes of Loom or Vidyard, uh, and and just using video to to sort of. Uh, you know prep uh and 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 follow through um you know i i'm i'm seeing the emergence of video as, as being a a big thing. Uh I think also this transition from being a good storyteller, which you always needed to be in sales, to story creators. Um, you know, as a B2B to C SaaS company that live person is, um, we've been utilizing some really cool technology. One's called Bot Society. Uh, You would think Bot Society is creating bots or chatbots. It's actually creating bot experiences. So it's just making it much easier to sort of create those vision assets that you need to sell the big vision to the C-suites. And it gives us the ability to instead of go to marketing and, and wait a week or two to create that vision video, we, we're more enabled to just DIY it ourselves and share some, some snippets, whether it's a, um, you know, an image with that with company's brand or even a video of a potential experience, a conversational experience. We're, we're selling conversational commerce to, to brands at LivePerson to be able to create that very quickly. Um, that, that's kind of cool. That, that's been a big shift as well.
1: So conversational commerce, interesting term. How yeah. are you bringing change into the enterprise? You're selling a disruptive solution still because we're still yeah. not quite there. Everyone's embraced these kind of technologies. Um, how are you kind of helping executives take a look at this stuff, uh, managing that change, getting inside an organization, mm-hmm. landing and expanding? It's just in general, that's kind of hard with disruptive technologies. A lot of folks listening probably have disruptive of yeah. what they're doing, or they're trying to do what you're doing is bring disruptive best practices into their organization.
0: Yeah, themselves. yeah. Um, so uh, luckily, a lot of it comes back to being customers of these brands, ourselves. So whether that's our, our, you know, telco provider, our cable company, our bank, uh, we know there are still painful processes out there. And you know, the, the mode of operation for a lot of these big brands when it comes to customer service and customer experience is we don't want to talk with you. We built this so-called digital fortress, right? We want you to self-service because it costs too much money to communicate with you. And so it was very easy to capture those things, right? Like this was the experience I had when I tried reaching out to you. There are even, uh, you know, businesses out there like gethuman.com that captures uh, Twitter feeds for you know, some of the major brands out there of how long or how much people are complaining about their businesses. So it's not that difficult to kind of showcase. Hey, here's the experience I, I had with your brands. Um, and and one tactic that that I used to, to win, um, you know, Delta Airlines was I was spending every week on their planes. This was when I first started at Live Person and they promoted on the TV screens, on the seat backs, uh, text with friends and family. And so I sort of sent a screenshot of that and I sent a screenshot of my Diamond medallion status and said, hey, I'm on your plane every week. I also just happened to work for a company that fixes these problems with other, other major brands. <laughs> and I see that you promote messaging between friends and family, but I can't message you right, when, I, when I need to help, when I wanna change my flight. And um, I sort of sent an open letter digitally on Medium and sent it as a private link. And they, they and, you know, went all the way up to Ed Bastian, the CEO. I could see that he opened it. And um, you know, I, I think a few days later, I got three different phone calls from executives that I had targeted in, in that specific outreach reaching out to me. Um, this is actually very timely. We want to have a conversation. And nine months later, we're doing a, a three-year strategic deal.
1: I love that story. I do. I was in enterprise sales quite a while, so that warms my heart. I think the, <laughs> the, the biggest takeaway is the audience is listening. You know, I remember being at Salesforce in the days of Radiant 6 and Buddy Media. People are listening to Twitter and they're listening to what's out there and they do care all the way up. So it yeah. sounds like you did something personalized and relevant. Tell me about outreach, you know. Uh, how What are you doing to make your emails and calls, uh, your pitches more effective? I think that's something... An interesting topic i mean that's a very customized campaign yeah did you always operate that way what what got you from like standard outreach to going and having the gut instincts to be able to put something like that together i think people struggle with getting out of the white space like well that's great he thought yeah. of that He's on delta is it a secret shopper mentality is it getting closer to the brand um, yeah. how could someone emulate that because that's pretty customized
0: yeah um and this was sort of pre- our SDR days. We didn't even have an SDR team. When I I sort of came on, I was sort of full cycle strategic selling. And then, uh, we, we have since implemented an SDR team, but I, I, I do work very closely with our SDR team to, to sort of bring some of those, those custom elements. And I, I, I sort of advise them, especially with strategic accounts, less is, is more not, not to be cliche, but, but focusing actually less on, um, you know, trying to get quantity of meetings, but, but go deeper um, and and do your proper due diligence, Um, understand a little bit about it's, you know, for strategic accounts, again, is is my specialty. It's less about, you know, so much the account-based marketing. It's more about the contact-based marketing. We know exactly the types of executives we want to to talk with. They're typically leaders of the contact center um, or perhaps digital leaders and or marketing leaders. Uh, when, when you sort of look at the full cycle of, of conversational care and commerce, um, th- those are all the big players that that we want to engage with and speak with and can benefit from our solution. So it's it's understanding a bit about like, what do they really care about? Uh, what is the North Star of, of, of the company? What are they trying to achieve? And then kind of figuring out what, what the current experience is and can you sort of tease that a bit in a a storyboard fashion that, that you're not just throwing up and digesting, uh, you, 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 forcing them to digest all that information upfront because we are a big transformation that, that, that type of solution. You, you don't wanna overwhelm them, but, but you know, just kind of tease them, hey, uh, here's a screenshot of, I, I sent a message on Facebook Messenger, I haven't gotten a response in a few days, we can fix this, Let, let's have a conversation. So those sort of things, you know, tend to, to get the results. And then once we have the conversation, that's when we start to paint the broader picture and and pull in more folks across the organization. And then that, that's my job, right? SDRs, hey, get us in there. Uh, let let's have that 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 conversation. And then it's it's my job to bring it home.
1: I think that's phenomenal. Um, are there some methodologies and processes that you enjoy? That you feel are still modern, or is it what's old is new? And there's so so much debate about modernized selling and social, and it's all changed. And Alakananda, kind of yeah. I know the neuroscience is the same, but how are <laughs> you uh, leveraging old and new together? Because uh, that's a big thing for sales leaders right now. It's like, you know, I'm going to ask you about tech stacks too. But first, methodology and yeah. process. It sounds like you're having a lot of success. You're getting high up in the C-suite using a content approach. And mm-hmm. deep personalization, relevance, but overall, is there a methodology or process you like a qualification framework?
0: Um, I, I try to really steer away from you know pinning myself to a specific methodology. I think company, uh, holistically, we we have found at least in the enterprise space and, and strategic accounts, Medic does be it does tend to be a framework that we follow, um, but. You know, as uh, someone who is introverted, um, yeah, I think one thing that that I have really focused on that I think has been at an asset, actually, in strategic selling, more than you know, my earlier days. You know, I climbed the ranks from from SMB selling, you know, little print advertising to local businesses, to uh, you know, up the chain a bit, to and then mid market and then an enterprise to to eventually strategic selling. And I, I think. I'm most at home in strategic selling based upon my introverted attributes because that allows me to be, you know, hyper strategic and and focused on a smaller subset of accounts where I can go deep. And, and that's where you know some writing skills starts to to come to the, the forefront where I can um, do some really creative things up front to to get their attention where um, or, or I can maybe write a press, press release headline um, or, um, you know, PRFAQ, it's, you know, common with, with Amazonians. We have a lot of Amazonians in, in, in our culture on, on the tech side, the product team, but kind of bringing in that process, like thinking three years from now, what that company could look like if they went through a conversational transformation and then kind of work backwards with here's how you get there. Um, I think executives sort of appreciate that, right? I could read in a a one-page press release, like, here's the vision. Here's what you're trying to do with me. Like, okay, I understand. And then another page of FAQs. Here's how we realistically do that, the small steps to get there. I think it's kind of those things mixed with video uh, 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 emails or, or, or LinkedIn messages uh, and, and and making sure that like once you are on camera, you're performing well, you're doing all the things to, to be a good video seller because uh, you can't be in person. I think those, the combination of those things, it's it's not so much what's being done in person and the storytelling that we've all relied on in the past and those events, those, those white glove events. And we used to do them a, a lot as well. And that was a big uh, way that we got new logos acquired was having them talk with our current customers. That was a winning combination. So how do we do that as strategic sellers in uh, video format? Um, and I think you got to go deep. You got to do a little bit of the work for them. Think about the future. And that just takes time. It takes deep work. So you got to keep your calendar clear for that. You got to focus on, um, on, on, on going, you know, uh, a few levels further with with your prospects.
1: That's great feedback. So tell me about tech stacks going into, you know, there's so much lore and mythology about what AI and ML can do, what these things actually do. You're a very experienced enterprise sales leader you know, what's actually moving the needle, right? Um, you don't need mm-hmm. to mention maybe the name of the companies because we are vendor neutral, but talk to me about from some flavors of tech stacks. Like, are you listening back to your calls? Are you automating your emails? Is that something more for mm-hmm. your SDRs that support you? mentioned mm-hmm. some of team, but like, you know, what is sizzle and what is steak? What is vapor yeah. and what's actually moving the needle? People are really trying to evaluate the stuff. They're trying to cut tooling or consolidate it, add things yeah. that are critical. It's, it's tough.
0: yeah. I don't mind talking about a tech stack, uh, kind of mentioning who we are, and it is still all a, a, an evolution. Um, so Vidyard is, is, is sort of the, the video tool that, that we're starting to use very early days. So still trying to understand and figure that out. I've personally played around with drift video. Um, I find that actually a, a very, uh, User-friendly tool. Uh, I just kind of picked it up on my own and tried it around and experimented with it. So I've tried both of those um, outreach. Um, mostly uh, our, our SDRs utilize or, or Google Suite. Um, so kind of kind of tied in in, in with uh, you know, our, our Gmail efforts and Google Calendar, um, and then Course AI we we do use for our Zoom. Uh, calls and recordings. We we use Zoom for our, uh, our our meetings, and then I don't have a whole lot, right? Because I'm I'm strategic, but I will go listen to those course AI recordings, and I will I will get benefit out of it. I'm I'm a strict believer in you know always focused on enhancing your performance, and and I kind of liken sellers as as like professional athletes, and we should look more holistically uh, across the board. Um, and funny enough, that that's some new interesting technology I've started to, to really investigate. Um, so for one, I wear a, a WHOOP, a wearable, um, also cyclist in my, my, my personal life. Uh, so it's helpful there, but I've, I've sort of been bringing it into my work life as well. So I'm, I'm sort of really obsessive about, um, letting the AI on my wrist kind of dictate when I should be going to sleep so I can either peak tomorrow, perform tomorrow, or just get by. It literally gives me those three options. I marry that with something called RISE. Uh, RISE science actually focuses on either athletes or sellers. Um, And there's a lot of really great research that RISE has put out there that sleep should be seller's number one KPI. Um, And and I'm a whole big believer in that as well, that if you put sleep and decrease your sleep debt, it makes you more empathetic. It makes you sharper um, and, and all those things. And you can start to actually carve out your day based on your natural circadian rhythm. So during my, my high energy peaks, that's when I should be talking with my, you know, my, my strategic accounts. Um, during my low energy, what's called an afternoon dip, when my energy wanes and, and usually I would go get coffee instead of getting coffee, that's when I could go to maybe a little bit of exercise or get, uh, you know, my administrative, you know, CRM updates, get, get that stuff done, uh, you know, handle email um, so that, you know, I'm not just putting more caffeine in my body and then wrecking my sleep for, for the night. Um, so I've been really following that. And it's sort of amazing how the outcomes, the positive outcomes are just natural, right? I'm just more calmer, more satisfied as a human being, but, but I actually get more done as, as a salesperson uh, and, and, and reaching out to, to more accounts and, and having higher quality conversations during the negotiations or the, the presentations or the demos or the discovery calls. All of those things seem to have, have been enhanced by focusing on my sleep and my
1: That's an important one. I know it's a big Ariana Huffington initiative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That will thrive, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Drinking enough water. Self-care is really key yeah. in mental health for, for salespeople. What's the future of, of selling? You know, Does artificial intelligence take our jobs? Do we automate more? Is there still a place for the strategic sales process, human in the sales process? How do you see it personally? Uh, next couple years toward 2025, mm-hmm. maybe if we even extend out to 2035, do you have predictions based mm-hmm. on being really close to these tech stacks or methodologies that you, where do you see stuff going? Like the acquisition of Slack is very telling. Mm-hmm. I've predicted a lot about micro communities are you mm-hmm. seeing value there? Like, I mean, it's a very broad question, but I love your take on it.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, a lot there. Um, and uh, yeah, this is super exciting stuff. Uh, and, and we're sort of on the front end of this as well, right? Where it's a bit of the spear. we're seeing the injection of, of AI, conversational AI. And I think that's where you see a Salesforce really uh, interested in 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 the acquisition of, of slack um, you know and, and why those acquisitions are happening that this this idea that I can just have a conversation with a, a, a colleague or or a bot and and then and, and and almost get the same quality of information um, that's where I think over the next few years where we see the biggest impact of, of AI happening and AI isn't there to replace jobs you can't replace all job with AI, you can replace functions of a role. And so I, I see the the biggest shift happening for SDRs relative to to AI and automation. Uh, and here's what I mean um, with with that. So our products, what, what we're putting out there into the world, we've been extremely disruptive in contact centers, and uh, you know. Contact center agents now are shifting, and they have a no, whole new career path when they can be enabled with our technology. We call it the conversational cloud. They can go from being, say, a voice agent who used to manage one-on-one conversations, and I can guarantee you, as you could probably expect, those conversations are not good with with consumers. And now they're moving beyond, you know, kind of. Then they went through their chat world, where okay, they got to type, and they'll have. Maybe one or two conversations open that they got to close out. Not not a big leap in their career to to now moving over to when when consumers can just message right like a Delta Airlines or uh, you know a Verizon, and you know that's in the same threads of conversation with my mom and my my wife. Um, that's when that the other end the contact center agents. Can can start utilizing AI to take advantage of containing a lot of those those conversations, and so they're sitting back. And what we've seen is these contact center agents have become bot managers. So it's the bots that is on the front end actually taking care of the conversation, and that because we give them really easy u- easy to use tools, they're sort of just making a few little modifications here and there. But it's it's the AI that scales these conversations for companies, and it's it's. And now a contact center agents like, I'm a bot manager. I can actually make more money. If it's, if it's commerce related, we have a big box retailer um, who, who's uh, utilizing a small team in the Dominican Republic to sell things like grills and
1: refrigerators
0: and front doors. Um, that can all be bot related conversations. And it's, it's the, the human that's sort of on the other side, like, all I have to do is, is fine tune them and I can make a lot more money than I ever did answering phones. So I see a lot of that starting to going to take place over uh, the next few years for SDRs, where we're gonna see similar things happening. And, and the skill set for SDRs will be I'm gonna hire you based on your conversational design skills, more so than your phone skills. And I think that'll be a big shift that we'll start to see because as communication becomes more and more digital. It's going to be more of the SDRs who are managing all these bots who can have more scaled conversation with prospects, than, than, than you can just by you know traditional cold calling um, or, or a, a, a multi-channel approach of email, LinkedIn, and, and 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 phone. I think that will be the biggest shift, and we'll see the biggest impact there and then strategic sellers you know like 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 myself i think will continue to need to step in and and have those conversations i don't think um you know big brands are going to be ready to self service and and buy uh, uh major saas transformations it's it's going to be hard to buy those big saas transformations but 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 uh you you can bet that procurement will will want to bypass as much human interaction as possible and and get down to to what they need, but there's still a lot of value that a human seller can provide in in making sure that they understand um, the the, the full capabilities of of what they are.
1: So I find this fascinating. So we're talking about rather than lower skill conversations as SDRs or third-party SDRs, but the utilization of, of conversational design, because I do think the premier skill of sellers of all kinds in the 2020s is writing. I agree with Scott Lee on that, but the kind of mm-hmm. writing is really interesting because it's mm-hmm. not expository essay writing. There's mm-hmm. a tremendous trend in things like WhatsApp and Facebook messenger and text and these shorter form interactions uh, mm-hmm. where the traditional sales cycle is, is non-linear. It's like a Mobius strip. It's just moving in these wild spirals, almost like some geometry. So uh, moving in the chat box direction, how can people become better at conversational design? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, it is a good question. Um, and I, I think we're already Yeah, we're, we're already conversational designers by default, right? We're, 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 we're accustomed to sending short messages, right? Um, Especially the younger generation where if you've grown up on Twitter and you've been limited to a set of characters, you know how to have short, quick conversations. So social media messaging uh, apps, those have inherently made us and and I think the generation coming up in, in sales for the first time, they already are by nature conversational designers. Now it will be the the AI and the analytics that helps guide them, right? Like like what I was talking about earlier, the Whoop is is guiding me to better wellness behaviors uh, around sleep and, and exercise. Um, you know, uh, and, and we're we're seeing this from, from companies like a ring DNA. Um, it's, it's happening uh, primarily over phone, over voice. So you know if you if you are having a conversation, Ring DNA is cool technology that will sort of coach you on what to say based on the conversation happening um we'll we'll see that obviously play out in a a digital environment as well so that you can sort of design the perfect message right to the perfect brand on linkedin um, when you're sending that initial email or or email uh or or even over over messaging um there's going to be all kinds of, of, of cool ways that that you can tweak that and then you know the analytics will sort of guide okay this was you know, successful conversational design. Here, here's the right approach to, um, you know, landing, you know, the, the these types of or getting into these big accounts. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, it's it's going to be fascinating because that's that's what that's what companies need. They 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 don't want to hire more and more talent uh, and more headcount. What what they need to do is get more out of their technology, and there there needs to be and there will continue to be more symbiotic relationship between human intelligence and artificial intelligence to be able to scale that. Uh, If you can have more conversations going out, I don't have to be on the phone one-on-one with a prospect cold calling them, which they don't want anyways. I can start sending these smaller snippets that are more effective across more more, more contacts. Um, And then that will create the scale that that businesses need to continue to, to get the results that their SaaS company needs.
1: Um, What's your advice um, going out and looking at ABM, account-based marketing, and getting your targeting strategy for your marketing, your inbounds and your outbounds, and, you know, even going after marketplaces? is another huge question, but we're in a world where we've moved toward, you know, very laser focused, personalized content, marketing campaigns that are driving things inbound, even strategically at the right level, the right ICP. And then the enterprise is working closely, um, sales and marketing together. So it's kind of a two-parter because I I look at ABM, account-based marketing and account-based sales as, you know, two sides of the same coin. You you really want marketing bringing the right leads inbound and then outbound progressing that but oddly sometimes it's a silo and it feels almost like two different things yeah um, how do you how do you interface with your marketing team in your position what are some recommendations mm-hmm. for doing that are you guys doing that yeah um i i agree with you that i think
0: those that line is continuing to be blurred and we we've seen it in the the COVID world that we're living in. So I used to interface, you know, pre-COVID with marketing quite often. I relied on their efforts to to get prepped for that in-person meeting or that demo. So there was a lot of human effort around, um, you know, deck design and vision videos, and and we use microsites a lot. Um, to now, I'm more empowered, even though I'm a strategic seller and like a VP title, I'm doing more myself than than I ever have, you know, in my, my, my career at Live Person. And I almost think that that's a, a good thing, right? You, you kind of think like, okay, the, the higher you climb as an individual contributor or a seller, uh, once you're in a, a, a leading position, you know, you want to delegate as, as much as possible. But I, I think we're actually going to be more empowered through technology to do. More DIY things faster, right? And and that's going to be the key, so that that line starts to to disappear between those silos between marketing and and sales, and it's kind of the almost empowering you know, sellers to do their own. Like I was saying earlier, story creation, not just storytelling, but you almost have to be able to create stories with digital assets. Uh, to to get these
1: you know massive brands to to take notice so I think we'll start to see more and more of that so there's actually a book Ben Zoldan What Great Salespeople Do with Mike Bosworth and it's about story tending story creation I'm a huge believer that the right brain is the part that's missing in a lot of the sales approaches yeah. but we we buy with emotion and we justify with logic and your stories really do highlight that we're coming to the close here of uh, the half hour <laughs> Um, what is one motivational quote or something you're reading that's inspiring you right now uh, in these times? Because people are looking for inspiration.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that's been helpful to me, and then I, um, I'm, I'm almost finished with it, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, an amazing book. I, I think it's 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 made me kind of rethink, again, as a strategic seller, It's it's made me go more focused on, hey, if I can dedicate more time to deep work, str- getting more strategic, getting more tactical with the, the accounts that are in my pipeline. I don't have to rely on sort of what the old philosophy used to be, which is I, I've got to have a robust pipeline at, at all times. I, I have to have all these balls in motion. Um, I have found that going deeper, being being better with less um, can, can actually generate better results than just relying on on a pipeline because you're you're you're, you know you're going to make mistakes and, and somebody falls through i would say go for less go deeper on those uh develop you know higher quality uh relationship and thinking for your prospects um and and the results will will be there for you
1: awesome thank you brandon well where can people find you online so they can connect uh after this episode and uh network with you
0: yeah so i'm extremely active on linkedin that's probably the best way to connect with me uh brandon fluhardy and uh i'm i'm on active active on twitter as well as brandon tech
1: exec is my my handle there awesome really enjoyed having you on the show and uh thanks for your time happy holidays yeah thanks justin you as well you're welcome
0: thanks for listening to the quantum leap podcast Be sure to visit vendorneutral.com where you can access the show notes, discover many valuable free
1: resources and subscribe to the podcast.